We have a ton of Doc Love audio coming your way, our gift to you. It's a full show from Doc Love. Next, here we go. Welcome to the Dating Women Podcast. Featuring the timeless coaching of Doc Love, the author of The System, better known as The Dating Dictionary, the book that has positively changed the lives of thousands around the world. Find out more at DocLove.com and enjoy your free podcast. A new fresh show is delivered to you every Saturday. Now, here is your host, Jeff Stevens. This show was previously available only in DocLoveClub.com. You'll hear me intro each classic Doc segment. And as you'll find out, Doc's coaching is timeless. What Doc talked about worked 30 years ago, works now, and will work 130 years from now because Doc understood human nature. By the way, you can get a discount, doclove.com slash dating dictionary podcast, his life-changing materials. If you're not quite ready to buy, take his free seven-day dating course at doclove.com slash course. Doc was not only a dating coach, but a life coach as well. Here you go, commercial-free, a full Doc Love radio show. Segment one, February 22nd, 2008. The Google search I did at the top of the show for the celebrity file was all Doc's idea. Doc always had a unique way to start shows. It was all about Pink's breakup and Doc waves in. Brainwashing, things I've learned from women who have dumped me. It's a book that Doc reviews, and he mainly did not like it. You'll find out why. Rounding out with a caller, two to three days when you're doing online dating versus five to nine days? Yes, Doc explains. Also, the caller has a story from the field about a woman that turned him down months ago and is now back in his life. First of all, the man himself, Doc Love. What's up, Doc? Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. You know, I just did a Google search, and I put in Google, Carrie Hart and Pink, and the first result that came up, interestingly enough, was Pink and Carrie Hart marriage profile, but as we learned, that is no longer the case. Yeah, uh, this is this is what I find interesting about these celebrity breakups, the way the, uh, the representatives who work for them come out with these statements. Anyway, this is Pink's representative, Michelle, said yesterday in a statement, now listen to this. The decision was made by best friends with a huge amount of love and respect for one another. While the marriage is over, their friendship has never been stronger. (laughs) So you have this emotional public relations, but what's reality? They're leaving each other. It's the party's over. The ether wore off. That's the problem. But you know what I like to hear, Jeff? By the way, they were screaming and yelling at each other. They see, She said to him, why did I marry you, you a jerk? And then she threw a plate at him, which just missed his head. That's that's the reality. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear they're best friends and they're going to see each other. They're In fact, they're going to get married and have kids. But, of course, they're getting divorced. And these these people that buy into the celebrity garbage, they just suck it up. Well, it's the perfect lead into our brainwashing because that is some brainwashing from the uh, public relations people. They're best friends and things are just hunky-dory. And you know what? Guess what? They're not. Uh, this book you bought, Doc, I was uh, as we were talking about it off the air, I was uh, pretty intrigued. You would think that a book that has the title, Things I've Learned from Women Who Have Dumped Me, would have some substance in it, but you found that it has nothing. This book... Uh, because of the title, what I was going to do is go read what they learned and then beat them up and tell you guys they didn't learn anything or their conclusions were incorrect. But they they just tell a story, six, eight pages, about uh, this girl playing head games and him making mistakes and doing this right and doing this wrong. But there's no... And so this is what I learned at the end. Only one of the 32 writers that have their opinion in here... And that these guys, I haven't heard of them, just the first one, Stephen Colbert, Will Forte, Bruce J. Friedman, a guy named Jacobs, Carey, Oswald. I don't know who these guys are. But anyway, uh, 32 writers, 220 pages, $24 for this piece of junk, right? So I, I read the thing cover to cover because I figure, well, maybe I'll find it. So I get to page 54. This is the eighth article. The first seven say nothing about what I've learned, okay? What happened here in this one, this guy says at the very end, 
I've learned that it is rarely acceptable to forget about a woman's surgery, even though it's minor. This guy's wife went into surgery, and he didn't call her and send her candy and flowers. Now he realizes when his wife goes in for surgery, major or minor, to you know go visit her, call her, honey, how you doing? You know, this guy must be a real ogre. But that's what he does now, and he says, cards and flowers are, re- are really important, and now that I do those things, when my wife has to go to the hospital, I'm, our marriage is better. So that's on page 54. So then I go on, and I read up to page 152. Now, all those stories by all these guys, still nothing that I've learned. Now, listen to this, chapter 21. The sad fact is there are more ways to get rejected than you ever dreamed of. Amen, brother. They finally said something good. You can get rejected by women who don't like you enough. A, number one. And by women who like you too much. Woman's 95% interest level, she's rejecting you? No, makes no sense. You can get rejected by women you don't even know you were going out. What is this? You can get rejected by women you didn't even know you were going out with in the first place. What does that mean, Jeff? <laughs> no idea, man. This, I'm, 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 I'm confused. I, I, okay, okay. Listen to this. But I, I think you got ripped off. <laughs> Twenty-four. What is? It? I can't believe it. Twenty-four dollars plus tax. It is also crucial to bear in mind that even after a lifetime of such learning experiences, you will never understand. The first thing about women. Great. That's why I'm here. And then at the very bottom it says, I am showing improvement. However, my last two relationships ended mutually. It is truly wonderful to be with me. It's never mutual. Somebody bails first. Always. And that's, that's, that's a big waste of $24 plus uh, 7.75% tax. What a joke. This book is a fraud. One guy says... Next time my wife goes to the hospital, I'm going to buy her candy and flowers and call her up. That's it for twenty for for that amount of money, fraud. But with that title, you figure, hey, like I said, I figured, you know, I'm going to look at what this guy said and find out if he's giving good advice or not. The guy gave good advice. One guy out of 220 pages and 32 writers. These guys are doing they're, what they're trying to do. They're trying to get in the love field. They don't have a clue what the heck is going on. And so what they can do, they're going to shove this off to you, and you're going to go down and spend $23.99 and get nothing. Or you can spend 99 and get everything. And that's, of course, at DocLove.com. We refer to the system. And the system is the book that is should be the book that you always carry with you as far as understanding when you have a chance with the right girl and then also very important, avoiding that wrong girl that could take you down a real bad path in your life. And we've got our first caller of the day, Bruce from Vancouver. Bruce, welcome to the Doc Love Show. What's your question, man? Oh, hi there. Um, yeah, I just uh, wanted to thank Doc for his system first because uh, I find it really beats all the guys out there pushing the short-term success. Yeah, this stuff is about the long haul. And I'm going to teach you guys to be, guys to be like chess players and you're going to be looking ahead five or six moves of what's going on with this girl whereas most guys just going with their hearts you know wearing on their sleeve i'm just going to wing it and i'm just going to see what happens no game plan and they're going to get butchered i.e they're going to get rejected so what's up bruce tell me what's tell, tell well, me how i can help you I, i've been finding the game plans working well i'm just getting into it and one of the things i'm coming up with is online dating when the w- girl finally gives up uh email address or a number if i should uh, still play the system before i meet them or try get them out first uh, uh in, in other words uh wait a week before i get back to them or no 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 they haven't met you that's correct say i want two to three days yeah. Two to three days. We, we're, you haven't passed the physical. She, she saw your picture, but who looks like their picture? Nobody. And plus, when you talk, your face makes, you know, the way your face moves, the voice, the tone, you know. Absolutely. So, I agree completely. So, so, so we don't want to, we're not going to do it. But after the Starbucks date, then we'll kick in the five, five to nine days. But not until we have that first meeting. Okay. So, uh, one girl met the other day, exactly that. I did the 45 minute date. She knew I had the next week off. And we both like skiing, but I I just held back. I kept it at 45 minutes, and I I already had her number, so I just said uh, thanks, and I had your number, and I let her go. And uh, 
Now, um, I've waited about three or four days, and I'm kind of hung up on whether the first date sh- we should go skiing or just to something. No, nah, it's too much, too big of a deal. Yeah. Take, take her out to a nice, uh, take her out to a nice dinner. Yeah. A, a unique restaurant. Find unique restaurants in your city. You want a Chinese restaurant, you want a cowboy restaurant, you want an Italian restaurant where the waiters sing, you want a place that has little trains running around above your head, you want a place, place with 600 gallon aquariums, and you're, you're from Vancouver, what do you got, 140 nationalities up there? Yeah, you're, it's a great place. Yeah, yeah so find the best Thai restaurant, you know, a little place out where nobody knows, and you go in there, and maybe it's very eclectic, and they have, they have all types of various people in there, interesting to people watch. I want her to say, how did you find this place? That's, yeah. that's the point. I, I it, anything else, Bruce? Actually, uh, one one other question. Uh, a girl that I've known for a while, I actually talked to you quite some time ago about her, but any, anyways, I kind of backed off. She turned me down for a date, and then several months went by, and she kind of started to show a lot of interest. And then just recently, she was uh, flirting away with me. She's a coworker. Yeah. And uh, all the signs, you know, the questions, the touching, everything. And uh, I thought really showing some interest. And then at the end, she mentions that she has a date with somebody. Yeah. So what and, did she do? So, but you didn't bite, right? I just I uh, didn't even. Uh, she probably saw me react, but I didn't say anything. Later on, I casually asked her what it was they were going to do, and then I uh, I left. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Would say this to her. Say, say, how long do you, how long do you think before you can dominate this guy? <laughs> Ah, a little little jab, a little jab there, buddy. I'm not quite that quick yet. Yeah, yeah it'll come with time. The next day, I just walked right by her and smiled and kept going. And then, I, of course, I didn't see her for a few weeks. And then uh, I, I, I do, uh, at first I was a bit offended, and then I realized it's a form of flirtation that I see in a lot of women. means absolutely nothing with most of them. Yeah. Oh, this girl loves me. She's flirting with me. Yeah. No, 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 no. Do arm's length, be detached, and remember this, don't take them personally. Yeah. If you can do that, and remember, this girl's practice for the next one. But you had a shot at this girl before. It didn't work out. She comes back three months later. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It's yeah. one shot per girl per lifetime. I was thinking that she it was her turn to ask me and that I might go, but uh, you're no. suggesting I just no. leave it. No. Hey, say, by the way, you got a girlfriend for me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Never. well, the workplace is a treacherous uh Oh, yes, it is. That's no sure question. Is. Well, thanks a lot. Okay, Matt, thanks for calling. Segment two, February 22nd, 2008. Doc interviews a lady in this segment. She was a host on WS Radio and very supportive of Doc, and it's a good discussion. She challenges Doc, and Doc, of course, has great responses. By the way, Doc went on her show, and I'm hoping to locate that interview at some point. It is Lee. Welcome to the show, Lee. Hi, how are you guys doing? Great, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You're not a man-hater, are you? I'm not a man-hater, but okay. I am a feminist. Okay. And I don't understand one thing. Just let me ask you a question about something I just heard. Yeah. Why should a guy take her to a restaurant when, if both of them like to ski, why wouldn't that be a good thing to do? After 10 or 12 dates. Oh. It's too, we're spending too much time together. It's too big of an event, we, we, and I want guys to go in slowly. Oh, I see. Okay. So and I, I'm, for, I'm forgiving women everything. But everybody, everybody wants to do it on the first date. I said, spread yourself out, move in slowly. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, and, and you know, but by the sixth or seventh date, she, she should be asking to be your girlfriend. But you see, there's a, there's another issue. Well, you know, we can talk about that tonight. Okay. But there's another. There is another issue here. Sometimes it's good to meet somebody and just have a good time with them, and you like the same things. Yeah, but, and that can turn into love later. Yeah, I know that. But the point is, is we got to go pick her up. She's a stranger. We don't have any time in with this girl. And then we're with her for two hours. We're up here on the slopes, and we're 200 miles from the house. And then we realize that it just it just ran out of gas. You know, nothing against her or me, but we just, we, okay. this is nothing here. Now we're stuck with each other. So as far as taking trips and Vegas and all, going away for the weekend and all that stuff, Too much. I want to do that later after this girl has 10 dates in, no red flags. She's doing everything right by the system. Then we go ahead and we'll, we'll take her skiing. But so, first, let's find out who she is. So we're going to talk about the system tonight on my show, right? At 8 o'clock. You're going to be a guest on my show, your friendly next-door neighbor, right here where they can hear this on WSRadio.com. We're going to have a ball. Thank you for coming on my show tonight. My pleasure. And I do appreciate it. And you know what? I do appreciate you guys, and you both know that. I know that, Lee. You're very, you're very supportive of us. A, a lot of people think uh, a feminist is 
some sort of person who hates men, and that is not true. Yeah, feministas, feministas do hate men, not feminists. Well, I, you can call me anything you want. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate the fact that you're going to be on my show tonight, and I would love for your guys to maybe call in, and we're, we're going to talk about a lot of subjects. Great. Okay, I want to Amy. find out. I want to find out what the system is all about. Okay. And how women should feel about it. They're going, they feel great about it. Okay. Half do. The other half hate my guts. But that's okay. Well, why, why do you think the other half hates your guts? <laughs> because because I, I tell men to be strong, and a strong man is attractive, as long as he doesn't try to dominate. Yes. But we'll, but we'll do that tonight. But you know what? You're absolutely right on that one. We're going to agree on more than you think. Wow. I'm going to buy you some candy and flowers now. I'll take them. And you don't, you don't even need minor surgery. I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> Segment three, February 22nd, 2008. Funny how I said we don't mention ages on the show. That changed as we went on, and we always mentioned ages. At any rate, Doc coaches an 18-year young guy at the top of the segment, and he talks about frequent breakups with his girlfriend, and also they have different values, and he wants to know how to navigate things. This is a very in-depth conversation with a young guy. Breakup file, a file that didn't survive long-term, but interesting stories on two tough guys that initiated breakups because things weren't right with their relationships, and Doc is a fan. Doc talks about an article called Addicted to Love. Can you save a marriage after infidelity? I'm sure you can guess Doc's opinion on this, but it's worth a listen regardless. Well, we got some brainwashing coming up. Infidelity will be the subject. But first of all, and we don't usually give out ages on this show, but uh, I just had to mention this guy's age. Balin from Traverse City. He is 18 years young. And the nice thing about getting a call like this is you got a guy that really has a chance to grasp the system early on and really avoid himself a lifetime of heartache and pain. Balin, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, thank you uh, for taking my call. Uh, I'm, I I realize that I'm 18, and I think it's it's kind of probably funny that I um, am asking a question, even though I, I know in our society maybe dating at this age is just for fun. Usually. Um, usually. What's, yeah. your, what's your question? Well, um, my girlfriend and I have been going out for about a year now, um, and... Once or twice, we've tried to break up. Um, Who tried to break up? She tried to drop you? No. Um, it was actually one of the things, one of the rare occasions you would call you know, mutual. It's, um, it's never mutual. Right, right. Because interest uh, levels are never the same. In other well, words, if your interest level is 55 and you're burnout, and her interest level is 51, when she goes 51, 49, you're out. So, so interest level, you can't have interest level 51. She has interest level 51. And at that, at a certain point in time, you both dropped to 49 at exactly the same time. Uh-uh, it never happens. But go ahead. Do you have, do you have the dating dictionary? Um, no, I don't. I oh, just, okay. um, looked at your well, site this, online. Well, this is, this is, you need to get the, you need to get the system at doclove.com, and I go into this at depth. But get, let's get to your question. Well, okay, um, I'm not sure if you deal with this at all, but, basically, me and my, my girlfriend have different value, values because she's Christian and I'm not. Okay. Um, and I think when it comes to like looking at long-term relationship, both of us think that it, there's just no possibility. Yeah, right. Because she, she wants to send the kids to uh, a Baptist school or Catholic school or Methodist school, Episcopalian or Muslim school. It is, and, and well, not Muslim in this case because she's Christian. And then you, 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 you know, you believe in God, but as far as structure and all that, you're not for it. But my point is this. The odds of you two to getting to 22 are 1 in 100. So you should just be having fun with this girl. But if you think you're going to stay in love the rest of your life, get rid of her because uh, it isn't going to work on how you how you uh, raise the kids. And raising the kids, and going to church every Sunday, going to private school, this is a big deal. Unless you go along with that, say, fine, if she wants to send them to private school, that's fine. She wants to go to church. Now, are you going to go to church with them? Uh, you are know, you going to? Yeah. But, okay. If you can live with that, fine. Yeah, but then the thing is, when you know, when the kids come home and ask their dad, "What, what do you think, Daddy?" Then, you know, I, well, about what? What specific question? Well, if they if they come home and ask me what I what I think about God and what I think about just uh, all those important those things that are so important to her, and if I say anything, I'm going to influence them. You know, it's looking at that. It, it doesn't seem like um, that you know I can be. A, 
we that we can have kids together. Yeah, but yeah, but, but the, the 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 point is this: say say say, son, I'm I'm glad you go to church because it's going to teach you right from wrong. And you know, after we leave this place, we're going to go someplace else and uh, change the subject. You can brush it off. You don't have to get into super details where you disagree with everything your 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 wife says. But at your age. I think you're way, way off here. Like I said, the odds that you guys are together. Plus, there's another thing. You just mentioned to me a couple of times you guys almost broke up. Well, just because of this. I don't care what it is. Sure. I don't care because you don't put the toilet seat down. The point is this. Odds are you will not be with this girl when you're 22. So I I would just get off it and forget it. But if it's a big deal to you and her, then both of you guys break up now. But I think it's premature. Anything else? Well, no, just do you think that it's better just to have fun now and then, you know, not think about... Yeah, I wouldn't think... No, 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 no. Just have fun with this girl, and you, you better get you better get my book, though. Yeah. <laughs> because because it'll, it'll show you what's going on. Okay, buddy, thank you for calling. And certainly we're not a religious show here, but uh, it does illustrate the point that you have to look long-term when you're dealing with a woman. Now, obviously, what you just said, Doc, him being 18 years old... It's not exactly something he has to worry about right now. But guys listening, and they are thinking long-term with a woman, they have to decide what they can and cannot live with. Yeah, now if this guy was 25 and she's 24, and they've been going out for a year or two, and they've never almost broken up, which was mutual, you could tell right there he doesn't have the book. And I'm not trying to, you know, I don't believe in bad-mouthing people after they get off the air. But uh, this guy has a lot of living to do before he even thinks of marriage, and I like to get this guy to 25 to maybe 29. He's got Mastery 1, 2, and 3 down. He's listening to the radio shows. Then he's ready. But he does have a valid point. If she's a real stickler for church, and I don't want him staying home on Sunday, he says, Honey, you said you'd go with me. Well, I don't want to go this week. And now they're arguing over going to church. And she said, You promised me way back when. Well, I'm a little tired today, and I want to mow the lawn. And, and again, it could lead to problems. But if she's deeply religious and you're not, this is a deal breaker. The guy's not wrong. The girl's not wrong. We're not here to pass judgment. But when it comes to religion, you better have it down. All right, Doc, let's uh, move on to the breakup file. We'll get to brainwashing infidelity in just a minute. But it kind of dovetails perfectly with this guy talking about almost breaking up with his girlfriend a few times. Now, you have a couple of guys that got a hold of you. They're, of course, system students, tough guys, Spartans, as you always say. And they drop their girlfriend and their fiance respectively. Yeah, the, the first the first guy has been going with this girl for about eleven months, and they read an article about they were reading the Sunday paper. They went out to breakfast together, and it was, the article was about what do you value most. So the guy, my student, says, "Honey, what are the three three most important things in your life?" So she mentions uh, her education. Uh, she belongs to these feminist organizations. And she mentioned something else, but he wasn't included. <laughs> he wasn't admit, right? Okay. Yep, and he picked up on and it. He, but the point, yeah, he picked up on it. Huge red flag. Why am I not in the top three? Right? So then, yeah. so then he goes to her Facebook where she has a, you know, she writes about her life and it's like almost like an open diary, which I'm against all you guys never have being on that thing. And, you're going to love this, Jeff. I'm oh, mad. I hope you're sitting down. She refers to the boyfriend as an accessory. <laughs> huh? You're not on the top three. You know, I got my purse, my cell phone, and I got my boyfriend like an accessory. And she's used the word accessory. So I say this. This guy had guts. He walked. He walked. Wow. Yeah. And then the other, awesome. the other guy... Uh, he moves the girlfriend in. They're engaged. He goes over and meet mom and dad. Say, look it, I want to marry your daughter. Long story short, they both got a lot of bills, but they make heavy money. They they make over two hundred thousand, but they spend two twenty. So the guy calls me for coaching, and I say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pay off the credit cards. We're going to do this. We're not going to go on trips. We're going to do. A pe- we're going to pack our lunches. We're going to go only out to dinner once a week. We're going to rent movies, and we're going to get this debt off our backs. So this goes back to Christmas a couple months ago. They come up with a number. She's going to spend $400 on gifts for her family. Turns out she spends 700 
This is after so they she lied. S- she lied. And I yeah. say in the dating dictionary, would you go into business with this person? Then one of her bills, a student loan, and the payment's thirteen ninety one, and she promised to make monthly payments, try to make two a month. She only sent in a grand on the thirteen ninety one. So she's fudging the numbers. She's lying. And lying she, about she, it. She's lying and to lying her fiance. And what's integrity, honesty, loyalty, trust? And this guy was engaged. She came in the next day. He had the boxes there for her, loaded her stuff. He, and as soon as she drove out, he called the father. He says, I'm in love with your daughter. I want to marry your daughter, but it's killing me. She lied to me. And she doesn't know how to handle money. I don't know how to handle money either, but I have a game plan. We sat down, and we're going to pay off the visa cards. We're going to pay off the truck. We're going to pay off her car. And then we're going to, then we got to pay off this, uh, small apartment house. And we're going to do all this to where we have a little stash over here in case there's a curve like there is today. We're in a recession and nobody knows it. And so she spent 700 on the gifts. She didn't make the 1391. And this is a fiance now. And I just wonder how many of you guys out there would do that or would you rationalize for? That's the thing. But this is the thing. These guys found out sooner, and thank God they didn't have kids. You know, the first one was, uh, I mean, the first one was pretty good. You know, the guy, first of all, picking up the fact that he was not in the top three was excellent. And then, the, you know, of course, the Facebook thing was a no-brainer. You know, yeah, I'm just an accessory. So, But uh, as good as that was, the second guy, I mean, that's a tough guy right there. I mean, you're really talking... I mean, they each make over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, he makes talking, he makes one twenty five. She makes seventy five, and yeah. they they can't live on it. But you're but you're thinking about amounts of really what she's fudging there. I mean, you could easily rationalize that. I'm not suggesting he should have. I'm glad he did what he did. But you're talking about three hundred dollars in one case, four hundred dollars in another case. I mean, very minuscule amounts compared to their uh, to what they make. Very easy to rationalize, but what he said is she lied, she has no integrity, and I can't go through with it. And good for him because 20 years down the road, he might be divorced, paying alimony, and having all sorts of problems because he didn't read the signs up front. And that's why it's so important, Doc, for guys to go to DocLove.com and get that system for $99 because it allows you to go in-depth on your thinking like that. We're trying to make you guys more aware and like a chess player, you gotta see four or five. I read about this chess players. They see 50 to 70 moves ahead. Talk about awareness. And guys are playing checkers with women and they, th- they should be playing chess. There's a big difference. Well, let's talk about some uh, brainwashing doc and the infidelity that yeah, you there's were, a, there's uh, a new men's magazine called Best Life. Nice magazine. Got good articles in there. And they have this article called Addicted to Love. Can a relationship be saved after an infidelity? A few few years ago, Jeff Williams came home from a business trip and heard the words every man dreads. His wife was having an affair. So what did he do? Call his lawyer to file for divorce papers? No. I said he should have. That's it. Integrity. Honesty. Loyalty. Trust. I don't care how low this woman's interest level is. As long as she has that contract, she's she's not allowed to go out with other men and especially jump in bed with them. So what happens is he headed down to the self-help section of the local bookstore to find out how to save his marriage. There's no saving the marriage. The marriage is over. He, then he goes on to say, I know enough people in second and third marriages that they all told me if I dealt with the issues in my first marriage, I would still be married to that woman. Issues as to turning her off, but the issue of adultery, that's the, that's the unforgivable sin. You're out. It's over. Goodbye. Because what happens every time he picks up the paper and he reads the divorce rate, every time there's a movie on about some woman having an affair, it's going to be rubbing in his face. Anyway, this woman goes on to say that uh, the first thing, uh, he went to see this woman, and they had big talks, and now that now that everybody's happy, he says the woman saved the marriage, and uh, they've been together eight years, seven years now, and they're happier than ever. I say the guy can never, ever forget, ever
Segment four, February 22nd, 2008, leading off with Doc Lovemail. She lives an hour away and has no car. How can he navigate this? Next up, a caller who has noticed that his parents' relationship has gone downhill. His sister has too, and both are familiar with the system. Can they give their father Doc's materials without insulting him? Doc adds to the infidelity talk that he had last segment. He wanted to expand on some things. What was great about Doc is that he was always working. What Doc did last segment was really good enough, but good enough was never good enough for Doc. He always wanted to bring his best at all times. Doc Love Mail from Doc Love at WSRadio.com. Hi, Doc. What would you suggest if Caprice lives an hour away and has no car? And my Sundays at times can be busy. It's hard to meet up every week since weekdays are out because of work. So Friday and Saturday are my only times that I can meet her. Doc, what do you think? Thanks, Aggie. Yeah, uh, if you, A, she shouldn't be an hour away. See, if it was 25 to 35 miles, you could do it. So you're going against the geography rule. But in his case, make your Starbucks dates for uh, 10 in the morning, uh, Saturday, noon, uh, Saturday and uh, 12 o'clock on Sundays. But but the mistake was he has to rationalize because of the geography. Okay, Kevin, Philadelphia. Welcome to the Doc Love Show. What's your question, buddy? Uh, Doc, my sister and I have noticed that our parents' relationship has deteriorated a little bit. Yeah. And I know the system really well. Uh, my sister is familiar with it as well. And we're wondering, is there any way that we could somehow subtly introduce um, my dad to the system without... Insulting uh, him? Yeah, exactly. Hand him the book. Just hand him the book? Yeah. Say, Dad, say, Dad you know I love you. I love Mom. But I, I just see th- things are going wrong here. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to buy you this book, and I really appreciate if you read it. Buy him a book, hand it to him, hand him the two CDs, and then shut up, and that's the end of it. Don't ever bring it up again. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Cause, but look at what you see now in your own mom and dad. That's a trip, huh? Yeah, just um, definitely noticed a couple of things over the past couple of years. And um, it's been good that my sister and I can actually talk about it because she's familiar with the principles and she knows that they work. Yeah, well, good. So... All right. Um, great, Doc. Thank you very much. Okay, Kevin. Good luck with your mom and dad. Thanks, man. Hey, uh, Jeff, I want to add one little more thing to this uh, infidelity issue I was just talking about a little bit. A couple yeah, of sure. Uh, I tell you that uh, that was seven years ago. Now the Williams are still together and happier than ever. Okay, now listen to this. The woman who saved their marriage, uh, the woman who, who saved their marriage sought after couples therapist Bonnie Wheel, Ph.D., has developed a nearly foolproof approach that treats infidelity like an addiction. It's not an addiction. It's low interest level. The wife, the the wife, well, yeah, but but it starts with, it starts with, if she had 95% interest level, she wouldn't be seeking out a lover on the side. If a guy hustled her, she'd say, hey, I'm happily married. So so, 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 so it has nothing to do with addiction. Yeah. Unless she's a sick person, you know. Well, you're a psycho. Yeah, there. you have a nut, nut yeah, case yeah. that, of course, doesn't apply. But then you go down here, uh, and it says, you know what, she, you're not going to believe this. When a cheating spouse has trouble ending an affair, this therapist tells the woman to move in with the lover. <laughs> PhD. Can you believe that? And this is in Best Life. Telling all you men out there a lot of great stuff about health and about clothing and all this. This is the kind of garbage that's out there. This is a PhD. Move in with the lover. Wow. You don't believe me, do that's you, Jeff? A, that's the kind me. of advice that's out. I believe you. <laughs> I I absolutely believe you because we have been listening to enough brainwashing on this show to oh my gosh. It's preposterous the, you know, the stuff that's out there. Nothing surprises me anymore, man. And let me and let me tell you let me tell you guys what happens when you walk in and there's a man in your bedroom. She's gonna say he was just helping me make the bed. And you guys love to rationalize. This guy ran down to the bookstore. Why? To, to find out why it's his fault. His wife committed adultery. A. He did lower interest level, but it doesn't give her the right to commit adultery. 
If he turns her off, she can't stand him. She should be getting a divorce lawyer and getting rid of him or buying him the system. But men, let me tell you something. You will go to any lengths to rationalize anything they do against you because your big, huge ego cannot take it. That's right. And then your big, huge wallet won't be so big anymore because she'll take you to the cleaners via alimony and divorce court. And you go get to see psychiatrists for an hour a week. And you do that for a couple of years, laying on your back. Oh, I don't know why she left me. I love her so much. Meanwhile, she took the therapist's uh, uh, advice and moved in with the lover. It turned out he wasn't such a bad guy, and she stayed. Well, you know, they would be a lot better served spending an hour with us every week. Doc, thanks a lot, man. Hey, man, great show. Segment one, February 29th, 2008. Pitch for the Doc Love Club at the top of the segment. 15 plus years going strong thanks to you. Like I said at the top of the show, appreciate your support to keep Doc's message alive. What guys don't realize, according to Doc, the message he's trying to get across is how far ahead women are of guys in dating. He was being facetious when he called it a war. He liked to use bold language to get your attention, as you well know. Napoleon, Brian Tracy, motivational speaker, and the system? Doc explains and then asks me to expand on some things, and then Doc gives us more advanced system thinking after hearing what I say. Good stuff. Does he wish her a happy birthday before she's his girlfriend? No, and Doc explains why. Doc mentions home phone number, and you know it's just phone number now. Why the system keeps you balanced at the end of the segment. Okay, guys, for you... For those that have been accessing the podcast, we are going to shut down the podcast on and around March 20th, unless you are a Doc Love Club member. And it's free to join right now, and then after March 20th, you will be getting special discounts. But just go to DocLoveClub.com. That's D-O-C-L-O-V-E-C-L-U-B.com. And join. Plus, you'll get a weekly article from Doc as well. But it's going to be the only way you're going to have access to the podcasts and the archives. And the man himself is right here, Doc Love. What's up, guy? Hey, Jeffrey. How's life? It's great, man. You know, and what I'm really excited about is that every week, you know, we help guys out with the, you know, navigating the wild uh dating and relationships and you know it really if a guy doesn't make the right decisions it can hurt his cause yeah so what guys don't realize and not all guys but 90 80 90 percent of the guys is that there's a war going on and yet we all go through this these rituals of being nice and polite but everybody up in there but all these women up here between their ears they're calculating they're looking at the next move if the guy does this i'm going to do this and the guys are just going, well, I'm just going to go out and be myself and see what happens. I mean, very, very naive. So what we try to do is instill in these guys the fact that there's some guys who get rejected all the time, and there's some guys who never get rejected. They always bail out of the relationships first. So what I would like these other guys to think about, the ones who either are always confused by women or, or they get rejected by women, Let's study the guys who don't get rejected. Let's let's study the guys that women or that that women who fall in love with these guys, they stay in love with these guys. And if we copy their behaviors, I say this guy will be much more successful. But what he has to do, he has to take his brainwashing aside and he has to take his ego, set it aside. He has to take it a lot. I get a lot of guys 18 to 22. Oh, Doc, she has a boyfriend. She told me she's not interested. She would never go out with me, but help me get her. I'm dying to get her, Doc. And I'm thinking, what does this girl got to do? Pull out a gun and shoot you in the head before you realize that there's no hope? But this is, this is what I see in these, these, these letters that come to me. The girl says, I'm not interested in you. I have a boyfriend. And then he wants me to help him get her. I mean, let's be realistic here. So what guys have to do is, like I said before, is set their egos aside, listen to this show, join the Doc Love Club, and you're always going to learn something, guys. And then if you'll get the book and study it, memorize it. I, uh, today I've got uh, I've got some. Uh, you changed my life letters. Guys are seeing things that they wouldn't have seen before they came to, before they came to Jeff and I, and that's what we're all about. 
So, guys, I really appreciate if you'd uh, tell your buddies and all you ladies out there, tell your girlfriends, please listen to the show. Let's talk about how Napoleon has something to do with the system. Uh, there's a guy named Brian Tracy. He's a motivational speaker, says lots of good stuff. Uh, I haven't seen his books per se, but I've seen a uh, hundred of his quotes, and I agreed with a hundred of them. They're great. But he has a little thing here. He talks about Napoleon. It's about five sentences. And this was sent to me by my, my loyal student, John. Quote, Napoleon's courage was legendary, but it was not vain or impetuous. Napoleon was famous for his fastidious attention to detail, for taking pains to study and thoroughly understand every military situation he ever faced. He led the French army in hundreds of minor and major engagements and lost only three, the last one being Waterloo. The more you know about what you face, the lower your level of ignorance, the more courage and confidence you have naturally will help you. The more time you take to think through a situation, the more capable you will be of dealing with it, with it, with that, when that thing arises. Napoleon planned for every contingency. I'm on a date. She does this. Uh, I don't know what to do. And then the three dates down the road with another girl, she did the same thing. We're going to teach you guys, if it happens once, this is what you're going to do. So when it pops up again, you're able to take care of it. But Napoleon, who, by the way, uh, Mr. Green of 48 Laws of Power, he believes is one of the top, top military strategists. He would go in a room, Napoleon, for three days and spread all the maps down. The Russians are coming here. The Germans are coming here. The Austrians are coming here. The English are coming in here. The Spanish are here. And what he did, he would divide his army up where they think Napoleon had six armies. He only had one army. But what he did, what he did was, was he able to say, well, if the Austrians do this and then the Russians move here, I'll beat them to this bridge first. And you guys that go out, well, I'll just be myself. <laughs> Dating is war. General love. Right, Jeff? And the bottom line, too, is we are not comparing the system to a brutal dictator. So, you know, any of the guys in the audience are saying, hey, why are you trying to, you know, compare yourselves to Napoleon? But what we are saying and we, we've said it several different ways. This is just another way that we've said it, is that product knowledge is what is key. Understanding what you are dealing with. You can't just wing it when it comes to a woman. I mean, just like you spend 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day at work, and it's a very significant portion of your life, a long-term relationship with a woman is going to be a big portion of your life as well. So you better understand exactly what you're going to get into, exactly what you're doing, and exactly what you can and cannot put up with, and most importantly, what you should or should not put up with. Versus, well, I hope she likes me. Well, I hope she'll go out with me again. I really like her a lot. And I'm not just getting this from 18-year-olds. I'm getting this from 48-year-olds. All right? Because a guy could be over here making a half a million dollars as a plastic surgeon. But when it comes to women, he hasn't a clue. Well, let's take Ryan from San Diego now. Ryan, welcome to the Doc Love Show. Thank you for holding. And what is your question? Yeah, hi, Doc. Hi, Jeff. How are you guys doing? Good, Ryan. What's up, buddy? Hey, not much. I've got a question here. Um, I'm, I met a girl this last Sunday, and her birthday is on the same day as mine, which is this Sunday. Yeah. Should I wish her a happy birthday on Sunday, or should I wait wait it out a day or two longer? What do you think? Do you, do you have a date set up for that day? No. No. I haven't kept in contact with her. No. Do you have a date set up with her in the future? No. 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 Uh, ask her out. Uh, when did you get the number? When I met her. Uh, what day? Sunday. Sunday? Okay. Ask her out for Monday, the day after her birthday. So I haven't called her yet. Should I call her on Sunday, or should I just call her on Monday and ask her five days in advance? Yeah, call, call her. You can call her on uh, call her on Monday and ask her for Thursday for Starbucks. All right, got it. Sounds great. Don't bring up the birthday. Don't bring it up. She's not your girlfriend. <laughs> birthday implies presents, right? We want to bring presents. We want to break a card. We don't do that. We don't know uh -huh. this girl. We haven't had we haven't had our Starbucks dates. I want you guys to give. 
I just want you guys to give a lot later. You guys, you all guys right. are dying to give fast, to, to give it, to give out things too fast. That's all. Okay, okay. Ryan. By the way, where did, where did you where did you meet this girl? I met her at a uh, Italian restaurant. I guess she was um, she was denied by my brother, and I ended up asking her anyways because. Um, what do you mean denied? Really by, good looking. What do you mean denied by your brother? Well, I guess my brother ran into her maybe a month before or something like that, and he tried to get her number and whatnot. Although she wasn't interested in him, so. Yeah, did he say what's your home phone number? Does he have the book? Is he going by the uh, rules? No, you know what? He he's actually a Tom Likas fan, and he doesn't believe in your system. Although oh. I've already had great success just applying like some simple principles that you mentioned, kind of just ignoring girls. I, I've already had girls coming up and wanting to talk to me that I've never even seen before that mentioned they're in my math class. Boy, you, you made my day with that sentence. <laughs> Pretty they, sweet, yeah. they came up to you? <laughs> I'll oh, tell yeah. you, buddy. That's what I want to hear. Okay, Ryan. Hey, thanks for the input. And your brother will come around in time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All you got to do is match success story for success story. You'll beat him. Oh. I feel I feel like I'm uh, ten years old again when I had the girls chasing me. I I think that I wouldn't want to say that I've been brainwashed. Just my parents didn't allow me to um, really have relationships. So over the time, you just lose that uh, that sense of I I, I wouldn't say I, I just want to say like normal instinct on. I I, ca- I call it a sense of oneness where you're centered and you're balanced and you feel courageous and you're full of confidence and nothing can bother you. But we, we we can bring that back to a lot of guys. Plus, the most important thing is courage. you got to have the courage. Interesting. Brian, thank you very much. All right. Take care, Doc. Thanks, Jen. Bye-bye. Uh, thank you, Ryan. And you know what? When you think about the system, you know, it, it's kind of um, a superficial thing to think that it's just about dating because the system really is a common-sense approach that you can use in all areas of your life. Certainly, it centers on women, and it centers on the fact that you're going to avoid the wrong woman, and if you run into the right woman, you're going to treat her right. But it has applications to business. It has applications to uh, how you deal with uh, your friends and your relatives and all those other things. You have a lot of common sense in this system, and you have a lot of things that can apply to people's lives. That's why it's so much deeper than just dating. I call it you're going to be centered. And, you know, some days you, some days you get up and you're a little off balance, like you're on seven cylinders. Other days you get up and you just feel like you can take the world on. That's what this is going to give you guys. Segment 2, February 29, 2008. Doc talks divorce from an article called Sudden Divorce Syndrome he found in a magazine called Best Life. This takes the whole segment, and it tells you why you need to be careful before you decide to get married. Very expensive, very gut-wrenching, and a big problem in the world today. And women are filing two-thirds of the time, at least, and that's a conservative estimate, of course, we're talking about divorce, and Doc, you had some interesting things on divorce. Yeah, I got about eight different paragraphs I want to read out of this article. I'm just going to high spot, but it, it uh, came out of a magazine called Best Life, which is like uh, GQ or Esquire. But this is what I found interesting about this article. You will never see an article in those men's magazines telling you how men are getting beat up in the love field. This is actually the first article I've seen because I go through all those magazines. And, you know, they don't mention it. To me, it's like the 900-pound gorilla sitting in the sitting in the corner of the room there. Nobody talks about it. But the name of this article is Sudden Divorce Syndrome by a John Sedgwick. Anyway, I'm gonna, this, let me just read you these. I'm just going to high spot here, and then, Jeff, you will, uh, will talk. Divorce may be the worst thing that can happen to a man's health finances, and emotional well-being. Yet one in four men who will get divorced this year didn't have any idea that it was coming. All right? So let's go on. Here's another thing. Hello, darkness. Recently divorced men are nearly nine times more likely to commit suicide than their female counterparts. Here's another little thing here. Let me me, uh, jump over here. To number, here we go. Here we go. Uh, the, the, we call them uh, red flags, Jeff and I, but this article refers to them as 
warning signs. All right? The warning signs are usually there, but the male mind is simply not very adept at recognizing them. When women make up their minds that the relationship is over, they stop talking, i.e., 5149, now she plans her her getaway. Men interpret a woman's lack of complaining as satisfaction, but more often it is because she's just given up. But they don't tell you what, given up nagging him, trying to change the poor guy. And they also don't mention, he was this way before you married him. All right? To tell somebody they shouldn't act like they are before they say they do, I do, then after, it's stupid. But somehow women have this in their, head, their heads. Oh, as soon as we get married, he's going to do this and this and this and this. He didn't do it while you were dating. All he wants to do is sit in front of the TV and watch sports and drink beer. And now you say, all he does is sit in front of the TV, watch the sports and drink beer. He was that way for three years when you dated him. What is, you have a short memory? Did you see it, ladies? What the heck is going on here? Anyway, that is a, here's another paragraph here. Watch, watch you guys listen to. It, it didn't used to be this way. When divorce has been legal for nearly two centuries, it was a, it was long a topic of such mortification that it was considered a last desperate resort. The 1960s changed all that. Actually, 1969, 1970. The rising financial independence of women began to free them from the need to stay in a bad marriage. As a result, divorce soared, doubling by most measures. But the stereotypical divorce story, man marries, starts a family, meets a younger woman, and leaves his wife, just isn't as common as we are being led to believe. Compounding this pain, men find that the deck is stacked against them. The divorce system tends to award wives custody of the children, substantial child support, the marital home, half the couple's income, and also alimony payments see you guys this is what jeff and i are trying to do we're not anti-marriage we're we're trying to scare the hell out of you so when you decide to go up to the altar with this one you're in love with you know what the heck you're getting into that's the main thing anyway it says here uh another little sentence here uh the man is in a lot poorer condition than the popular media portray this idea, up, 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 well, we just read, okay, that's that. Segment three now, February 29, 2008. We continue on with the divorce stuff from the last segment. Even if you never get married, the cost of short-term dating, you're going to find this interesting. The importance of being prepared via the system. We then go to a caller who has a mother and a daughter interested in him. A story from the field that Doc helps him break down. You know, Doc, some sobering stuff right before the break. One in four men never saw it coming. Nine times more likely than their female counterparts to commit suicide after a divorce. And they just never see the warning signs. Yeah, here's I mean, the thing. Jeff, you come home and you're thinking, you know, my, your interest level is 85%. You got two kids, you got a little money in the bank, you got a nice lifestyle, you go vacations with your family, you know, you don't go to the topless bars, you bring the paycheck home, and you look at your over at your wife and she says, I want a divorce. <laughs> she might as well bring out, bring out a baseball head, uh, bat and hit you over the head with it. I mean, and he's going, huh? I thought you were happy. A, you projected your interest level. You never looked for red flags. Things that I teach you guys about. So when the interest level dropped from 95 to 93, we got to tighten the strip, uh, tighten up here and make sure that everything's going to be right. Otherwise, I want a divorce. And when they say that, you were out a long time ago. If you're married 7, 8, 10, 12 years, and she's, let's say 12 years, and she wants a divorce after 12 years, you were out probably the sixth or seventh year. She's just been hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. You didn't have 11 years and 11 months of pure bliss and all of a sudden 30 days. Well, I got turned off. This thing was go- was going on a long time. And let's say it's three, four, five years. You never saw the turnoff signals. You never looked for it because you were so wound up in your own ego. Oh, she loves me. She'll never leave. Yeah, right. Guys, it's time to take responsibility for your love lives. And that's why Jeff and I are here to help you guys, coach you guys. You just said a uh, mouthful there, Doc, with it is time to take responsibility for your love lives. You know, because I think in this society, in many societies, but especially in this society, love life is almost kind of 
in a more light sense. That's what what people think of. They think is that of that is the kind of the 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 fluffy part of their life. Oh, that's my love life. And what a lot of people don't realize because you know dating is that way. Dating is kind of light, and dating there's not a lot of commitment to it. But what a lot of people don't understand is that's what you're leading up to. You're leading up to those long-term commitments. I mean, a, a relationship's either going to go one of two ways. It's either going to go down and out, or it's going to go all the way. It's going to be a uh, long-term type of relationship. And more and more people are getting in these long-term type of relationships, marriage for the most part, and they have not a clue as to how to approach it, what to look for, how to treat the person, are you even with the right person? And they're getting in all these painful situations where it was totally unnecessary. Oh, Jeff, when you talk like that, you sound so unromantic. Yeah. Well, let's see how romantic it is to be at a divorce court with the judge just saying that you have to pay, pay X number of dollars a month for the next X number of years. And by, by the way, you guys, you guys that uh, think that I'm exaggerating here, you guys can go down and sit in divorce court. Go in there and listen to uh, how the woman and the man argue over over the spoils and over the kids. You guys will be shocked. A guy should be forced to sit in divorce court for six months. I'll tell you, that that would really shake him up. Because, again, we're not here to beat up women. Women are great if you get the right one. And then you got to treat the right one right. Because, my friends, they fall out of love, they commit adultery, and they come home, they smile at you, and you haven't a clue. But remember what that article said. One in four, she said she wants a divorce. I thought everything was okay. No, no. But it goes all the way back to Caprice, what's your home phone number? It starts there, and it gradually moves. Because once you marry this woman, you and Uncle Sam, all three of you, are all in this financial contract. And if anybody wants to get out, and it's usually the woman... You, my friend, are going to pay, and we don't want you to pay because you got a good one, and this girl's a giver, and she's flexible, and she idolizes you. And we got to keep her idolizing you for 30 to 40 years. That's going to be the hard part. You know, Doc, we were talking this week off the air, and you brought up a really good point. Let's, let's, not, let's say a guy can't visualize, well, I'm not going to get divorced. I can't, even, I can't even really think of what would happen if I even got divorced. Well, I'm not planning on getting married. Okay, let, well, let's bring it down to... Something that's more short-term and immediate for a guy. Uh, this is something that you had mentioned to me on the phone, and it, it, it blew me away. I mean, I've always thought this way, but the way you describe this, guy goes out with the, uh, a woman three months. Let's just say that might be the average time a guy would go out with a girl before the relationship might fizzle out. Three months, let's say conservatively you had 12 dates over those three months. I mean, and of course, you're probably the average guy that doesn't have the system is probably doing much more than that. Okay, 12 dates, what's an average date? 50 bucks. bucks. $600. 600 bucks, you are out in three months. You might as well just driven down the street and threw $20 bills out the window. You would never think to do that. But, but, but you just say, oh, it didn't work out. And here's another thing. To some of you guys that are 35 and 40 that want kids, you, I had a guy the other day, he spent two years with a girl, finally figured out she was a nut job, and got rid of her. I said, now you're 39. You were better looking at 37. You were better looking at 35. Now you got those little crow's feet around your eyes. You're not going to get a date with a 20 year old. They think you look, they're going to call you granddad. But this is what you're, you're not only wasting your wallet, you're wasting the clock. And time is precious, and you guys gotta gotta get that. So the system is an efficiency system. We're not gonna go out for twelve dates at fifty bucks a date, and all of a sudden this girl says, "Can we just be friends? I'm mixed up. I've been hurt. I'm shy. I'm just not ready for a relationship right now." And they all say it. I don't care if she's from Indonesia or she's from Iowa. It's the same stuff. If you guys will pay attention. And look for those consistencies when these girls say, I don't care for your company anymore. What? I thought I was having a great time. How, how could you not want to be with me? We, we went out last week. We made out in the car for a half hour. Well, you know, I just don't know. I'm a little mixed up, which is a euphemism for you're out, turkey. You hide your shot. Uh, you know, and also, too, because, you know, certainly... A system student has the best chance to take a girl that's already got high interest level and ratchet that interest level way up. But 
the system student is also going to be able to recognize when a girl doesn't have interest, whether she's a stroker or a professional dater or she's not really into you or she doesn't have integrity or she's somebody that you don't want to spend a long time with. Because a lot of guys that have called on this show, they've emailed, they've done the You Changed My Life letters, they all have one consistent theme that I can say is that not all of them have girlfriends, but I can tell you that none of them are fools. None of them are spending their money or their time on blind alleys because they have learned how to weed them out. And you're going to start seeing this stuff after three or four dates and say, you know, she's a good girl, but uh, which, without the system, I wouldn't have noticed those three things, whatever those three things are. But this girl's not a keeper. I like her. She's great looking. But I can't live with those three items, whatever they are. That's the way it is. But the point is this. You don't have to have a girlfriend. What you got to have is be prepared to meet that potential girlfriend. So you have to be prepared. And if you don't go out for a month or two or you don't have somebody there, it doesn't make any difference as long as you're prepared. That's what counts. But to read the book once or twice and throw it in the corner, you're not going to do it. You guys have a lot of work to do. Because for one reason or another, and I don't care about this, the American male, 90% of us have been brainwashed, or our parents didn't tell us what is, what's right and what's wrong to do with a woman. And now what's going to happen? We're going to go out there, fall on our faces. She's going to dominate us. And if you're going to be in a loveless marriage and you want to suffer in silence, then keep your money, guys. Yeah, don't go to doclove.com. Don't put $99 down, and don't waste your time, because you might get lucky. I mean, there's certainly guys out there that can get lucky and just run through the raindrops, but for the vast majority of the guys that are doing the wrong things, you're going to experience a little thing in this world that we call pain. And hopefully Bill is not going to be experiencing that pain, because Bill has been waiting patiently on the phone. He has called the show, and he is definitely a guy that uh, we think is... uh, Wanting to learn more about women. Bill, welcome to the show, and what's your question, man? Uh, hi, Doc. Hi, Jeff. How you guys doing? Good. Um, yeah, I have a, uh, I have a pretty unique dilemma today. Hope you can help me out. Um, I go to this, uh, social group, and, uh, you know, there's guys and girls there. Anyway, I met, uh, I met this mother and a daughter. The thing is, they both have a thing for me. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm 32, the mother's 38 to 45. I don't, I don't know her exact her exact age, I don't care because I'm not interested. Uh, the daughter is uh, younger than me. She's 19. Yeah. In- interested in her just to, you know, go out, practice the system, what yeah. have you. Um, I have, uh, you know, the last time we went out, uh, the-, the daughter approached me. She wanted she wanted to uh, give me her number. Um, she also wanted to give me her her home number, and she also wanted me. She also wanted to give me her 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 mother's uh, uh, cell phone number. So I don't know if it's, if it's you know, she's competing with her mom or, or uh, you know, they both like me. I have a feeling they do. Yeah. Uh, my, question, my question is this. I met him last Sunday. Um, I, have, uh, I have the home number. Do I call the home? And what if the mother picks up? Do I? Uh, uh, do, you, know, do you have two numbers on the daughter? I have, I have, yeah, I have the, uh, I, have the I have her home number, which is her mom. She lives with her mom. Yeah, I uh, use the cell phone. Cut the mob out of the pack. Okay. Yeah, you're okay. not inter- you're not interested in the mom though, right? Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Go out, go out and practice the system with with the girl. Okay. And if you, right. you and if you can get her to 25 years old, if you can go out with her for six years and she grows up and she's perfect, then yeah. you can, then you can marry her. But any any time anybody likes you, and it's a stretch. I think 19 is too young for you. But I the agree. point is this: opportunity knocks. We're not going to say you're too young. In America, you can't be too young. Remember. <laughs> Definitely, and, and I mean, I mean, she's beautiful. You know, she's intelligent, and you know, she she she's kind of grown up for you know as grown up as you can be for a nineteen year old. She says a lot of nineteen year old things. My next question is this, very quickly. Yeah. Um, I've met her now on three separate occasions. Cumulatively, I've probably spoken to her, you know, fifteen, twenty, twenty five minutes. Shall I go for the Starbucks date or shall I go for the big date? Big date. Okay. Big date. Yeah, you got you got you got time in with this girl. Okay. That's it. Now, okay. Now, 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 do you have to go back to this group? Uh, yeah, I know where this is going. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I can take it or leave it. It doesn't bother. If she turns me down, and she, you know, she's going, still going to the social group, and I have to see her, it doesn't bother me one way. What's good, good. Show you good. You got courage, man. That's good. Yeah, I know. And, you're and, and here's the thing, though. 
if she goes out with you and it goes great, skip going to the group. Okay. Until, until she's your girlfriend. Okay. Or, or you drop her or she drops you. Okay. Skip the group. Yeah. Yeah. She feels like yeah. Bill, okay. how long, how long you had the, uh, the book, Bill? Uh, I've had the book now for about three years. I've been listening to you and reading you for the last you know, four or five. I think uh, it's incredibly brilliant advice, and uh, I'm loving every minute of it. You know, I just love practicing. And you show a lot of clarity for us guys, you know. When we're brought up, when we're younger, and our dads, you know, tell us to be a mis- My dad was a three percenter. You know, he says to me things like, oh, you've got to be mysterious and this and that and the other. I never quite knew what he meant. Oh, now, that's great. Your dad was now I know that means challenge. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So you put words with the concepts, and that's, that's, that's good. why I appreciate it. You're a sharp guy, Bill. Thank you very Thanks, much. Buddy. Great Thanks. question. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want more Just Like It free, go to doclove.com slash sample week. That's doclove.com slash sample week. No credit card or email address required. We think you'll like all the free audio there. Just go get it. Next week, DWP 421. We feature some famous sports figures and more that will coach you to have greater success in dating. Classic Doc. And don't forget your discount, doclove.com slash dating dictionary podcast and the free seven-day dating course at doclove.com slash course. Thanks for being here. See you next week. You've been listening to the Dating Women Podcast. Thanks so much for checking out this episode. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Catch us every week on Saturday for a new episode. Until next time, this has been the Dating Women Podcast.